all new Dr. Phil today. Parents at war with their teens. You've thrown things at your mother. You've grabbed her by her arms, shaken her like a rag doll, and said you wish she was dead. But who's to blame? You don't tell your kid that he is a scummy pig nothing and then yell psychotically? Dr. Phil confronts the mother in question and the unpredictable teen. What in the world? That's insane behavior. There's something wrong with you. No matter what I do, he won't leave me alone. He'll scream, he'll bang the doors, he'll break things, he'll come after me. It hurts, like I feel like I'm about to cry right now. Why is it so hard for you to receive a kindness? I don't get that much at home. If you have a child, he decides to open up and talk to you, and instead of listening, you want to argue and correct him. You can't miss this show. He is trying to talk to you in earnest, and you won't listen. Coming up. Let's do it. I want you to get excited about your life. Here we go, in 10. Stand by, camera six. If it's happening now, we're going to deal with it now. Stand by, Dr. Phil. This is going to be a changing day in your life. Stand by, A, and roll A, check it. Go, Dr. Phil. Listen to me very, very carefully. If you have a child, you need to stop what you're doing and sit down and watch this show today. I don't care if it is an infant, a preteen, or a teen. You need to watch what we're talking about today because we're talking about being at war with your teenagers. All right, now, we're dealing with a mom, Sandy, a stepdad, Jim, and 17-year-old Michael. This situation, in my opinion, is in meltdown. It is out of control. The cops have been called seven times. Take a look. Get away from me! Get away from me! Michael gets physically abusive with me almost every time we have a serious argument. fight pretty much every day, three or four times at night. The first time when he was physical, Michael held my arms. He was yelling and swearing and throwing me around like a rag doll. When my mother and I fight physical or verbal, my mom always involves the police. She will be the one that calls. I tried to take the computer away downstairs. I have had the cords wrapped around my arms from the computer. Uh, another incident, I was on the stairs, coming upstairs, and he picked up a baby gate and threw it. He missed me and put a hole through the wall. One day, my son Michael, I was running away from him in fear. I went upstairs and I closed myself in the bathroom. This is where I come to try and hide from Michael. I am terrified that my son Michael will go too far and physically abuse me or my husband so badly that it can't be fixed. I can't escape the conflict between my mother and I. When my mom gets home, sometimes it can be like World War III. When my son Michael loses his temper, he turns into a different person. I see it change in his eyes. His body language changes. 
My mom is crazy, bullheaded, controlling, over-the-top person. Get away! The worst thing that I've said to my mom, I called her fat, stupid, just in retaliation. I have no respect for my stepfather. I'm very concerned about what the situation has been impacting on Sandra. Mentally, Michael's made me not a happy person. Maybe that's what your dad does. Man, my super more slut. What am I doing with my life? Okay, Michael, you, you've got a new low now. You've got a new low. I cry all the time. I don't feel like I have anger issues or anything like that. I, feel, I truly feel that it's all on my mom. I am afraid of my son, Michael. The more you hurt somebody, the happier you are. Okay, now you've just kind of watched a cross-section of your home life, right? Yeah. And your conduct. Um, I'm going to talk about y'all's in a minute. But starting with you, what do you, what do you think about that? Tell you the truth, that was really weird watching that on TV. Um, it's weird seeing myself like that. Kind of scary. What do you think about you standing in the kitchen yelling at a parent to go themselves. It's kind of pathetic. You're how old? 17. What do you plan to do with your life? I mean, because you'll, in another year, you'll be 18 and, and you'll leave this situation and you'll either go to college or get a job or whatever. What, what, what is it you plan to do? Go to school, do something with myself, have a yeah. nice life. Yeah. Is there any career path uh, educational path, career path, um, that you think that kind of behavior would fit into? No. Um, I mean, where do you think that might endear you to somebody? You think an employer is going to say, that's the kind of guy I'm looking for right there. I want somebody to tell me to go do what I don't think you can anatomically do, <laughs> but obviously creative. I'll, you know, I'm... You, you really think that's going to happen? No. Do you think that a girl that you might meet in your life, somebody that you might come to know and, and care for, would observe that and say, oh, man, sign me up for that. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I want going on in my kitchen. No. So what's your thinking then? Because you're old enough to know better. Aren't you? Yeah. Why do you do it? I guess like the heat of the moment. Yeah. I guess we're just all like really angry. We're just fighting and you don't really know what's going on. You kind of just say things to get back at them and hurt them because I feel like they've been hurting me, you know? But you're physically abusive, right? No, I wouldn't say so. Just like one what, time when what, I... Like, what, do you, what do you say about that? Physically abusive. Very abusive. What do you say about that? As an occasion, yes. Yeah. Um, you, you'll stand, you, you, you've thrown things at, at your mother, you've grabbed her by her arms, shaken her like a rag doll, um, and said you wish she was dead. Did you say that to your mother? I have. 
she said, anger, I understand. She's like, she said things like that too. Like everything that you just like repeated, like she said that too. Like she's, like I, I've came home from school some days and there's nothing positive that is like came out, came out like towards me. It's just like, you're a failure. You're like a loser. You're going nowhere in life. So like. But you're not. You what? But he isn't. He hasn't given me anything. He asked me before, what have you done? Why don't you ever say I've done anything? Yeah, I understand. And you, but I mean, you're, this is a huge anger issue, right? Because I mean, you've broken three doors upstairs. You've kicked holes in the bathroom wall. You're ripping the phones out of the wall. You've kicked the computer desk and the door broke off. Um, you, you broke the light in the basement. You, you've, you've scratched up the SUV uh, on purpose. You're driving 100 miles an hour and flipped the car. Yeah, I rode off a car. Pardon me? I rode off the car. It was an accident. Yeah, I didn't you, mean to. You, I didn't purposely you rolled go the car. You go through car. red lights because you say they're stupid. No, I don't. I haven't. <laughs> you go through red lights because you say they're stupid? I've never gone through a red light. Yes, you have, Michael. No, I haven't. You said nobody was talking. there. Why am I going to wait? So UPS is out, <laughs> you know, that's, you know, we said there's not a career that the anger fits in. You're not going to have a relationship. And you know, I'm, obviously I'm here wanting to change this. And I'll tell you why, you seem to me to have the potential to be a very nice young man because you can be very charming. I've seen that too. Um, you're obviously an attractive, healthy, vibrant young man. I mean. You have things that, you have qualities that can, you can kind of choose what you want to do. I mean, he's saying, look, this isn't all his fault. He's saying there's, there's other things too. Um, but I'm not sure he's really being real with himself. He said it's really weird to watch yourself on camera. It really is, isn't it? And uh, we're going to play a recording in a minute that Michael doesn't know we have. Oh, my God. We'll be right back. I am not allowed to use the car to drive because last February I got in a car accident. My SUV he rode off, took it without my knowledge, and flipped it twice in the ditch. I don't think it's fair because everyone deserves a second chance, and it's just one more thing that they can control. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. Michael's now been fired from his newest job, and this is now Michael's fourth job he's been, been fired from since uh, the start of the year. I hear that uh, you were let go of the job? Yeah. What happened? Why do you care? It's not your job. It's mine. What well, was mine?
today we're talking about when you wind up at war with your teens. You know, families are supposed to be units. They're supposed to be integrated where everybody supports everybody and they're all in this together. But it can melt down and go in a very combative way. Sandy has a teen son, Michael, and Michael's stepdad, Jim, actually teaches figure skating, uh, which is important for you to know as you hear the tape coming up. During the summer, Michael would call and he would fight on the phone, so I saved all the messages. Once again, you're an idiot. Put on your pipe and smoke it. Just because you badasses, pieces of worthless I hope you guys die. And if you're dead or alive, I really don't give I want nothing to do with you, really. Here you, you're not a mother to me. I'm gonna throw rocks through every one of your windows. I'm gonna put a knife through all of your tires and all your cars. You know what? If you ever wanted to fix this or even make things a little bit better, you never would have cut the cell phone off. Why can't you pick up, you figure skating piece of Huh? Pick up. You fat lover. Pick up the phone. End of message. Um, what do you say about that? I wish I saved all the phone calls that I got from her. Well, we're going to talk about that in a minute, but let's talk about these that we have here. I, I've got stuff that is going to put a full light on all of this in a minute, but I, I'm wondering how you feel about that. It's embarrassing. Because that wasn't one time. That was across time, right? That was several different phone calls. Yeah. It wasn't just like you had a bad day. That's kind of reflective of the way you engage. What are you so upset about? It's a good question. I'm not sure. Just I guess the whole lot of things. Where we are now, like here, like it shouldn't have like I love my mom. We shouldn't have got to this point to be here. Like this should have been fixed since like day one. Like I like this is just straight up embarrassing. This is like a failure as a family, the way like we've be like I, I just think like how we've all dealt with this and like it's just it's embarrassing on my part and it's embarrassing on their part and it's I just feel like this shouldn't have happened and I'm angry about it and like more you like show me this it's just like it hurts like I feel like I'm about to cry right now like, especially like I have like an audience watching this too like I'm not the type of guy that just like goes out and like 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 wants everyone to know about their problems and everything and like this is hard to see like it's hard to hear that the way that I was like that I, I don't know it's just weird watching it it's and you know this audience are all parents and they all have kids uh, I've got a 21 year old I got a 28 year old I've raised two boys along with my wife Robin and I, I think that the only time is now this should have been fixed a long time ago. You have no, you have no disagreement from me about that. But what I know is school's not working. I mean, you're skipping school, right? I do sometimes. Well, you've, you've been suspended. You've yeah. been kicked out. You cut school. You, I mean, you're not really into that. You're not really into this. You're just kind of going through life just like hugely pissed off. And here's what I know. 
when I see somebody that presents an angry front, I don't even look at the anger. I just push it out of the way and see what's behind it. And what's behind it is always hurt, fear, and frustration. And I don't think you like this any more than they do. I think if we unscrewed the top of your head and looked down in there, it would probably scare us to death because it's got to be full of pain and confusion. And saying, what, what's going on here? This isn't how you want to live, is it? No, not at all. And Dr. Phil, you're exactly right. This is exactly how we feel. But we can't ever open a dialogue with Michael because there's the dynamics between him and his friends, uh, the dynamics between his, his, uh, his teachers and employers, and the dynamics between us. And there, I so said, we have been proactively working on this for a couple of years now, trying to get help really? and counsel. You've been proactively working on this, and you say that there's just not a dialogue. Between uh, Michael and ourselves. Because right. we want to talk about and find out, because there is something that's bothering him inside, but we don't seem to be able to, to get it out. Well, I've got a real theory um, about what that is and why this dialogue is breaking down. And I'm going to talk about that when we come back. My mom is so overdramatic. talking today about when a family situation can melt down into outright battles and particularly with your teens. Sandy and her husband Jim, who is the stepfather to 17-year-old Michael, are all here today. They say they have fights that just go on. It's kind of a constant level of tension inside the house and mom says that she is pushed to the breaking point. Now, here's the thing. We were just saying, uh, Jim was just saying, gee, we just don't seem to really have any dialogue. And we just don't know why Michael is the way he is. We've been trying to figure it out. See if this is a clue. What the f is wrong with you? I do feel under attack from my mother. You are mentally f***ing The worst thing that my mom has ever said to me, she's told me to go die before. I'm not her son. I'm a failure. You are nothing. Not a everything. You are nothing. I'm a bad god to her. If you're a pig, a dirty, dumb pig is what you are. A dirty, dumb Sandra's used to be a happy, laughing, smiling person, and she's not there anymore. The person that's the victim is you that shuts the up! That's what, that's what, that's what, that's what! Leave me alone! My mom is so overdramatic.
what's going on here? What, what in the world is going on? He just won't stop. When I ask to be left alone, he won't leave me alone. He'll follow me around the house. He'll scream. He'll bang the doors. He'll break things. He'll come after me. No matter what I do, he won't leave me alone. Okay, I understand that kids can be frustrating. You just watched yourself on tape. What do you see? I see when I'm feeling like that, that it, that it isn't even me. I feel like I'm standing outside screaming and it's not even me. But you understand this is not about him. No. And you understand you're the adult. Yes. And you, and you look at me and say, well, we've just been proactively working on this, but we just didn't seem to get up a dialogue. <laughs> This is, there's no dialogue here. That's insane behavior. That's, that, that, there's, no, there's, no, there's no sensibility to that. It just happened out of, out of nowhere. Didn't just... Are you justifying it? D did you come here to figure this out, or did you, do you no, want to justify no. that? Because we can, we can spend no, no. the time we I'm have wrong. justifying that. I'm 100% wrong in the way I act. I know that. You said it just didn't come out of nowhere, though. It's because he won't stop. He won't leave me alone. He is your son. He is a blank slate upon which you write every day from the day he is born. Your behavior is absolutely unacceptable, but wholly understandable. Uh, no, do you hear what I'm saying? It is unacceptable, but in this environment, and, and, and you can get into which came first, the chicken or the egg. Are you kidding me? You're the parents. You're the mother. It's your, there, there is no theory under which that's okay. There's no theory under which that is a parenting strategy. No, it's not. You don't tell your, your kid that he is a scummy pig nothing and then yell psychotically? That, I mean, that's, that's total. At that point, you've just said, no control. I don't care. I'm just going off, right? Okay. What do you expect him to do when that happens? Even if you think he provoked it. To just walk away. Why can't we just walk away and then I mean, but talk what, do, what do you expect him to think and feel when you, when you grow up with that? I mean, has that become the norm for you? Yes, in the last year, yes. Okay, Robin, could, could you come up? Could you join us? <laughs> see. Robin, this is Jim and, and Michael. I, 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 I know I'm ambushing you here, but I knew you just wanted to sit next to this. this. I did. I have. I've, I've been out there wanting to, yes, touch you. Um, <laughs> Tell me what you're thinking right now. I don't know. Seriously, what are you, what are you, what, what are you thinking and feeling right now? Pretty horrible. Why is it so hard for you to receive a kindness? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's different. I don't get that much at home. It's not always been like this at all. Not by any means. Sandy's every waking moment is about Michael. You don't make it seem uh, like that. Michael, you've but, had no, hugs and kisses. Like even just like driving life. around here, like you're flipping out about directions and stuff and screaming and yelling, like it's annoying. Okay. It's a headache and a half. 
Like, it's just a straight up, like, pain in the ass all the time. Like, I come home from school, like, I can't, like, like there's no love. Like, oh, yeah, you no. can't, Listen. like, you can't buy love. Like, yeah, thanks for paying for everything. Thanks for, like, giving me, like, amazing opportunities in life. And I don't, like, I don't blame that for you. Like, I, like, I don't hold that against you. Like, I appreciate that, but, like, like you just, you can't buy love. Like, straight up. <laughs> Like, buying me, like, a nice Lacoste shirt isn't going to make me want to trust you, isn't going to make me want to tell you about things. Like, there's so much that, like, like, when I go over to, like, different people's houses, it's weird, like, the bond, like, between, like, the, like mother and son. I just don't have that. Thanks, man. It is different. This feels different, just having somebody be calm and kind. And I understand what you're saying. You, you're wanting to argue right now. He decides to open up and talk to you, and instead of listening, you want to argue and correct him. No, we do love you. It's always about you. We spoiled you. We've made sacrifices for you. We've done this. We, that's, that's where you were going with that, right? No. Oh. I was going more. Michael gets love and handheld and intention and hugs and kisses all of the time. Like, I try to talk to you, and it just turns into yelling and screaming. Like, I can't tell you about things, and you don't be on my side. Like, you don't, like, when you talk to someone, like, you be on their side, and you, like, then you slowly tell them your opinion. Like, when it, when it talks to you, it's just like, no, you're wrong. Here's a kick in the butt and a slap in the face, and thanks, Mom. Like, I learned absolutely nothing out of that conversation. Like you, I can't not believe what I am hearing here, and I may just have to replay some tape. We'll be back. My mom is so overdramatic. Do you know how much and how long it takes to undo that kind of interaction from a parent? Probably it's not like, well, I was nice on Monday, but I did that on Tuesday, so we're even going into Wednesday. That's not how it works. No, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, that's not how it works. It takes a thousand attaboys to undo that kind of thing, which happens repeatedly. Robin, we've raised two boys. They're now 28 and 21. Have you ever called one of them a name? I've only called them my precious, loving, darling, unbelievably perfect children. Are they perfect? They're not perfect, but in my eyes, they're close to perfect, yes. Have you, have you ever yelled and screamed? I, I mean, would I... never, I have never, ever raised my voice to my children. I have never, ever looked at them with anything but a smile and the love in my eyes. I let them know every day how much I treasure them. I adore them. They are my reason for being on this earth. I would never raise my voice to them. I would never tell them anything but that they are the precious young men that I was, I've had the privilege of being their mother. And if anyone, if anyone looked at my children and spoke to them the way you speak to your son, I would get 10 feet tall and 500 pounds, as Philip calls it, and I would never let that happen. But by the same token, 
we have very clear rules. I mean, those boys didn't come into the kitchen without a shirt on. They, they, I mean, if they were, had a date with a girl, they treated her with dignity and respect, or they had her to answer to. The, I mean, it's not about being indulgent. It's, it's not about looking the other way. It's about providing some calm leadership in a situation. But there is no rules for Michael. He won't follow any rules, no matter what they are. Well, d where did that come from? Isn't it true that you have been exceedingly inconsistent? Yes. In your discipline? Yes. That, that you'll say one thing and do another. You'll say it and won't stick to it. You feel sorry, you indulge. You do what you did on tape, you feel guilty, so you undo the next day. It's been like this all the, right, all the way, right? The last year and a half. And he's been like this. Do you see any correlation between those two? I mean, this has to change. This has to, this has to happen. There is, let, let, me, let me say to you, there's something wrong with you. And I, I, I'm, I'm telling you that in as caring a way as I know how. You don't want to behave that way. No, no. You're losing control. I don't know if it's biochemical or neurological or hormonal. But we need to help, we need to find you some help with that. We need to figure that out. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's, that's not normal behavior. And, and, it's, and it may get to the point where you, you hit a point and you can't stop. And that's why I think there may be some biochemistry going on here. And I think that's very likely happening with you as well at this point. I, I think we need to intervene in this situation. I think we need to bring some some serious resources to bear here to try to help unravel this so it can get better. It is not too late for you to have a wonderful, great, productive, and happy life. And it's not too late for you to have a wonderful, great, and productive family life. But this has got to stop. Does this dynamic that you've seen and, and witnessed here, and, as I, and again, Sandy does love Michael, so while we may not be demonstrating the best parenting skills in, in the action of it, the, the love is genuine and, and the dedication is genuine, but does this also impact um, school behavior and teacher interaction and it's, it's all related, right? Yeah. yeah. Jim here is caught in the middle of all this. I mean, he really is. It is so hard in a blended family for a stepfather to come in and really provide any discipline in any leadership. It's difficult in the best of situations, certainly in a chaotic situation. Uh, Jim's relationship with his stepson, Michael, is not adding to the solution. It's being part of the problem here. We're going to talk about that when we come back. I have no respect for my stepfather. No, you pushed me out, Michael. You pushed me out. No, I didn't. He's hit me, thrown me through closet doors, whipped me to the ground. After Michael threw me to the ground and was wailing away on me, I had to hit Michael. To purchase tapes or transcripts of your favorite Dr. Phil show, log on to drphil.com. Or call 866-4-DR-PHIL. That's 866-437-7445. We're talking about when things get to the point that you are actually at war with your own children, particularly your teens. Mom Sandy and stepdad Jim are here, as is 
teenage Michael. He's 17 years old, and it has been a difficult and combative situation. Now, Michael, you were saying something very important at the break to your mother. What were you saying? Like, how could you guys call yourself good parents or anything like that? Like, the, you should not bring up the car accident, like, at all. You should not be able to use that against me. Like, what happens if I died? Like, as I said before, like, we went to one of my friend's funerals during the summer together. And when you walked, you saw, like, the, the girl's parents crying and the girl in the casket. Like, how could you use Thank that against God me? Like, day, that could have been me. To you. That could have been me. I didn't use it against you, Michael. Yeah, you do. You I'm use it against me all the time. Like, for not letting like, you thanks. drive. Way to go and steal the car. I, I really want to suggest that you listen instead of argue. I'm sorry. This is such a fundamental dynamic. You don't listen when he's talking. He is trying to tell you what matters to him. I've told you his behavior is unacceptable. I haven't validated that. I haven't over glossed over that. It is wrong. But he is trying to talk to you in earnest, and you won't listen. Not only are you talking over him, you're thinking about what you're going to say next while he's talking. You need to hear this young man. Please, finish what you were saying. The tow truck driver and the ambulance people like, said beside you and were surprised to know that I was the person in the car. You don't take an envoy and make it look like a, like a, like a Volkswagen Beetle and live to tell about it. Like, you just don't. Like, they, they saw, like, do you not remember the look on the face? Like, that was you in the car? They thought, like, I, I was, like, dead or something. Like, you, you have the pictures you've seen. You were there. Stop using that against me. It's not fair. He I know feels... Your attitude would have been so different if, the, if you guys were the family in that funeral home. He's telling you that he feels attacked by that. It, it gets physical between you two, right? Only as of more recent. Okay, let's take a look at that. No, you pushed me out, Michael. You pushed me out. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I do not love my stepfather, Jim. He's hit me, thrown me through closet doors, whipped me to the ground. I've had to hit Michael after Michael threw me to the ground and was wailing away on me. I got up and I hit Michael with my crutch. Last time my stepfather Jim hit me was two months ago, but then the police got involved. I feel that sometimes my role in our family is that of a referee. I step in in order to defend Sandra, but it, often that just agitates the situation and then things get physical between Michael and I. I have no respect for my stepfather. You had a question about that, right? You don't think that's okay, do you? Oh, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. And as I said, this um, physicalness between Michael and I has only been um, this past year. And I said, it was never like that. I said, we had a great relationship um, up until more recently. And I said, everything just started falling apart as a family. And exactly as I indicated, it was more or less once things get out of hand between Sandy and Michael, then I have to step in. Um, but no, I don't condone it at all. Okay, so you don't, think that's part of the, you don't think that's the solution? Oh, absolutely not. You're being part of the problem. I am part of the problem, for sure. Okay. But no, I don't condone it. What are you thinking right now? Okay. What's going through your head? Just how much I love Michael, and I just wish that it didn't come to this. 
I think we tried. We tried to get him help. I tried going to the doctor. We tried counselors. I've tried okay, I understand. to help him. I understand, but you got to understand that this isn't about dragging Michael like an like 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 a sacrificial lamb no. to the altar of therapy. It's like you can't pull up to the therapist's office, put him out on the curb, and say, fix him. No. Because no. it's not him. No, we approached no. it always as family counseling. Okay, the, but it's cases. not him. You have to no, understand, exactly. it didn't start a year and a half ago. It didn't start two years ago, three years ago, four years, five years ago. You've been writing on the slate of this young man since the day he was born. And you are harvesting all of it now. And it's got to stop now and I think some things are out of control that are putting people's lives in jeopardy people get killed accidentally just by knocking into each other bumping into each other yelling screaming turning around reflexing in some way I'm going to tell you what I think needs to happen here when we come back I'm back talking about being at war with your teens. Sandy and Jim are here, uh, biological mother and stepfather of Michael, who's 17. Michael, you don't think that your behavior is at all acceptable? No, it's not. I mean, how, how would you like your personality and your daily life to go? I mean, kind of write me the, the dream script. The dream day would just be positive all the time. Not come home to yelling and screaming. Just be positive. Just be normal. Have normal conversations. Not getting yelled at, screamed at about stuff that's not even my fault. Just, I don't know. Just being able to relax and chill and have fun. To be able to laugh throughout the family together. It's just, you see all these things like with other friends and like on TV. It's like the dream family. I want that dream family. Dr. Frank Lawless is here. Uh, Dr. Lawless is the uh, head of the PNP Center, uh, which is based in Dallas, Texas. Uh, you don't need to remember it, but PNP stands for psychoneuroplasticity. Um, and what we're talking about, Dr. Lawless here, you and I have discussed this in advance, that we need a serious multidisciplinary workup on this entire family, correct? Absolutely. We need to look at all the physiological as well as psychological issues that are kind of combining to make this a war. And you know from Sandy's point of view, uh, we have talked about hormonal issues, just biochemical issues, uh, clearly some neurological things that may need to be examined. And if we were to send them to the PNP Center, uh, would you do that full workup on everything and let's find out just where the bottom is and come up with a plan to react to what's going on here? We'll go do the whole scale on the whole family to see how we can really develop a plan to make this come about. We address psychological issues, sociological issues, medical issues, all of the different issues and then try to come up with a plan where everybody can calm down and start working on a plan as a family to, to be harmonious. And I think just kind of, I could refer you guys to a therapist, but I think there's more going on here than just sitting down and talking these issues through. I think there are some medical and biochemical issues, and it's time to get this under control and come up with a plan that everybody can be excited about. Will you participate oh, in that if we 100%. make those resources available to you? Jim, you good with that? 
Michael, how about you? I think this is a great opportunity for you to really learn some things about yourself and to broker a different dynamic in this family and, and you know, get your life back on track. But this is something that we want to do with you, not to you. I, I, I want to do this in partnership with you. Are you good with that? Good. Well, that's Dr. Lawless right there. You'll see him. Uh, we'll make the arrangements. We'll fly you all to Dallas, Texas. We'll, take, we'll, we'll set everything up for you, and, and we'll get this done. All right. Fair enough? That's fair. We'll be right back. Do you want to be a part of Dr. Phil's live studio audience? Call us at 323-461-PHIL or email us at drphil.com for free tickets. Okay, so we have a plan with, with you guys, right? And you know it starts out, I, I think 50% of the solution to any problem lies in defining it, getting a to-do list, and so that's where we're going to start. And then we'll work from there. And be optimistic because I'm optimistic about this, okay? I mean, there is an upside to these things. Uh, I thank you for your attention. If you want some ideas about what has to happen to de-escalate tensions in your home with your teenager, go to drphil.com. We're going to talk about it there in a very specific way. Thank you so much for being here. So long. Thank you. Thank you.